Kaya FM podcast. First up, though, records tumbled yesterday at the FNB Durban 10-kilometer city surf run. And Joshua Chapter guy winning it in uh, 27 minutes and 16 seconds. And his uh, compatriot from Uganda, Stella Chesang, taking the ladies' race. But uh, one person who was not at the sharp end of the field this time because he was known for shorter distances when he was competing so well back in the 90s was former world record holder in the 800 meters, Wilson Kipketa. Kenyan turned Dane, who used to give Awa Ezekiel Sipeng sleepless nights, uh, always beating him into second. And uh, I love to see what happened on social media as they reunited just uh, for this uh, particular weekend's race. He was in Durban. He uh, led a little five-kilometer leg-stretching session. And our man down there, Tate Zakum Simang, caught up with uh, Wilson Kipkita. And this is the conversation they had. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. This time I came here because there's this uh, 10K race on uh, Sunday. And so I've come to promote the the running in in general for Puma. And I came also to see the race, how it works. And to see, uh, to visit some shops, which I was here to visit uh, Puma shops in um, Durban. So this, uh, I would say, is kind of Puma ambassadorial thing and uh, also trying to encourage young generation to be really doing sport and running because I think doing sport in general in life it can help the young generation to think better and to get engaged in something instead of sitting too much in the mobile or playing the games so it's also it's kind of a catching up meeting my friends for all the days and this also is a good promotion for Puma in our side and also meeting some at least coming from Kenya because I've been living in Denmark for many years so meeting the young generation also at least could be an excitement also to see them here and to talk to them because I've, I've been in Denmark now for I would say 25 years and I was running so I stopped my career in say 14 years ago so it's really t- good to come back to see when people I stopped running there were still maybe small uh, kids maybe there were 10 years so so in a way it's really giving another motivation to stay in, in sports for as long as I, I can manage to be there for them to talk to them to advise them so you see so that's now South Africa is coming like an up of um, connecting people I have to say that so for me coming to South Africa is like so coming home and I was here in 99 so when I met with uh, Nelson Mandela, Mandela Matiba himself which is also bring good memories for me you know uh, meeting with uh, Matiba was also a big inspiration for me so when I'm coming here so it's feel like so you know uh, I have something good memories about South Africa what you busy with these days besides that we are we are we are with Puma representing those countries that say it is ambassador mm. Scandinavian countries, Norway, Denmark. What you busy with now these days? Maybe coaching? I'm uh, I would say so putting up that in the list. So I'm I'm coaching a little bit in the club local club in Copenhagen. I work with uh, Peace and Sport, this uh, peace organization in Monaco. I'm still a spokesman for the, the Champions for Peace. Like now they have 120 Champions for Peace, which are with the big names they are there. And um, 
and then Puma working with this now and then the other thing so I have uh, my own foundation in Kenya helping uh, street kids to have uh, meals once uh, a week and uh, keep themselves to go and wash themselves wash their clothes so I tell them even if you're in the street you have to look lean so um, so this I'm busy doing those projects and uh, so this is what keeps me busy you know so I'm, I'm traveling a lot uh, and then now being here promoting the race and promoting also yeah, running shoes in uh, in South Africa and, and I of maybe in some years I will see more shoes in the Comrade run to see people running with Puma shoes so this could be really something um, I dream to see that to see many people on the road in, the, in South Africa doing something doing sports let's take down to your career you had a wonderful career yeah. which which night do you remember most the one in, in Cologne or the one in Zurich Ooh, I think I remember all of them because uh, I took what I have now where I am as a, it was a journey and it's still a journey so I'm taking the whole package I never want to split it up to say this was a good one because you know it's um, I would say it's part of the cake so they, I have to eat the cake piece by piece so I don't want to say this one was very good because uh, every moment was a special moment you know achieving something is a special moment moving forward is a special moment even losing is a special moment because it's like a wake-up call you know you be you have to be careful so I took the whole um, the whole journey you know leaving from Kenya going to Denmark being a top sportsman in the world breaking some records so this I wanted to have it as a, like yeah in my blood so it's something you cannot say this blood tastes good this because it's inside me it's me the feeling is there so I cannot leave it uh, to say one moment is the best and the other day no everything was uh, good for me and then when you saw David Rutesha breaking your own record how, oh. how did you feel different especially he's a countryman as well eh? he's a countryman <coughs> and I know him very well I meet him a lot but for me you know it's um, like I say so the achievement what you achieve sometimes so is your own achievement because I say even if Rutisha breaks the record I still have my achievement what I achieve this is what I say so I have it in me it's my blood so when I saw him breaking it of course I could be a little bit uh, maybe you could stay a little bit longer so I was hoping if I could have it <laughs> maybe another two three years before they break it but then um, going back and compare what I've done and uh, also in Kenya itself when I go home there when people still really say Rhodesia is the best, uh, the world record holder, but they say so, you are still the best. So, so in that comparing that, so I will say, okay, so this uh, really compelling in a way is making me still putting me above Rhodesia because I was uh, running for many years and I maintained it in top level and uh, I touch a lot of people. So this was people really, they love what I did, they love how I did it. So with Rutisha, so people some say, oh yeah, we don't see him running the whole year. He breaks the record and then he disappears. But I was there consistent for almost uh, 10 years. So I think so. Um, so you, the way also you present yourself. And that's, uh, he put me still above uh, Rutisha in a way, even if he's a world record holder. So people, they say, no, no, Rutisha is not an 800 meter runner. He's a world record holder, but then he's not an 800 meter runner. I was the 800 meter runner. One would say, let's say, Kenyan athletes, they don't talk much, but once they get up on the road, they don't want to say. <laughs> Is that uh, how we... 
you being called the NH. No, no, no. I think uh, the thing is uh, sometimes it's, you know, I mean, we, we, I would say we are like warriors, you know, like maybe Sulu people. Or, so you, you cannot talk about the things you don't know until you do it first. So some people, they want to predict, say, I'm going to break the record, I'm going to do this. But I think in a, you cannot project what is coming. So yes, I had to say in, in Kenya, like, the, you know, you never divide the meat before the animal is uh, slaughtered or maybe the animal is starved. Because uh, there's a song in, in, in Kenya, it says, so one day one man was sharing the meat to say, okay, you take the front leg out, take the, and then all of a sudden the animal uh, ran away. And so they, they didn't have, they have nothing to eat. So the, the thing is, um, so many people, they don't talk too much about that. But now with the social media, with uh, what people they want to hear, so it's like, so they want to know people really, you know, yeah, how they motivated they are, how uh, enthusiastic they are, how they are planning to break the record. But um, things have changed. So I think people coming from Kenya, it's like, so they have it a traditional way. They want to do things in a, if you are really hunting, you have to do things in the quiet way until when you get the, the, the target. So you can tell the people and people they can see. And you, so you, you don't have to talk about it, but people they can see themselves, you know. But now, you know, we are in the world of, uh, we want to expose what we are doing and all this. But it's also, it's the pride of doing what you do and then people appreciate what you are doing, not what you are telling them to appreciate. If people want to, to feel themselves, is this worth it? So it's a good thing. So I think people themselves, they would talk around but not a person who is doing the job. I think if you ever competed in the Olympic in 1996, you're planning for court since we were on form that time. Eh? Yeah. Do you regret maybe not being able to compete in 1996 Olympics? No. Because um, I look at, um, you know, I made my decision first. I knew what was going to come. So I knew the consequences of uh, not going to Olympic. So I'm not regretting because that was my decision. The other thing I'm not regretting is um, the way the politics works, the way uh, business works. So sometimes because you know, the, the loss of someone is success of another person. So in that case was also um, the country's fighting and the country is depending to say Wilson should not go there because uh, they have a chance to have a winner in their, to their country. So this, you know, there's always opportunity of someone. And people, when they see the chance, they can craft that chance. I tell you, so when I took the decision, because this was more personal decision, I was in, I competed for Denmark in 95 in a world championship, I want to call Mel. So I was thinking, so things could be a little bit speed up to get the passport and everything. All the papers is okay, but not that way. Rules are rules. I need to wait for seven years. And then they say, so Wilson, you're not going to go there because you are not full citizen of the country. Sorry. If you want to run for Kenya, you're allowed to run. But then I was not in Kenya election. So I was not elected in the team of Kenya, but I say so they could give me a green card to be in the team and someone else could go out on the team. I say so it's unfair for someone who has been struggling for many years and then I take that chance from someone he handed himself to be top three in the Kenya and I was not there. So someone was number three was going to go out. I say no, I'm not going to do that. 
So I asked the IOC if I could run in the IOC flag and anyway, maybe to run with the West flag. He said, so your case is different because you are not a refugee, you are not a silent, so you are not a political uh, whatever. So it's not allowed. Rules are rules. <laughs> say, okay, so, so no worries. So if that's the case, and then Mark say, okay, if you run for Kenya, so that means your application of being a citizen of Denmark will be reduced again to zero. And I've been there for five years. So I had to make decision to sacrifice two, year, two years or to start again from zero to start to wait for another seven years, which will take me, you know, more years than the, so it will take me 14 years to get my papers instead of two years. Despite the injuries uh, later in your career, but you managed to, to get bronze in 2004 in Athens, eh? Yeah. Did you expect that one after you struggled with injuries, a lot of injuries in 2003? I, you know, I started really struggling from um, 98 itself because uh, I got malaria in 98 and I was really sick. And that is threw me back, almost start from zero. And struggling from there, so, you know, being number one in the world in 97, sportsman of the year, breaking the records, and then in only in the European Championship, I was number eight, running 151. I was last. And so, you know, so, so there have been really, I would say, uh, so many obstacles I had to jump to get back. So in that point, I was almost like, so maybe that was the end of career. Being, being number eight in the European alone, how can I be number one in the world? And I was number one in the whole world in 97. And then 98, I'm number eight in Europe. How is that possible? But I came back again in uh, 99. I won again um, another world championship. So being winning for the that time, that was good. And then in 2003, I had some injuries. So I was number four in a uh, world championship in Paris, which I was almost uh, stopping from there. I didn't want to compete anymore. But then I said, so I think I've had to continue to take a chance in, uh, maybe I will get a medal in uh, 2004 to be the last Olympic which I made my decision, it doesn't matter if I was going to win a gold medal or being last, that was the end of it, I'm going to stop. And I was really on the way of winning it so until the last uh, 20 meters when uh, Yuri Pusakowski passed me and then I saw a late Mulauzi coming from the inside when he got the front and, and I, I had nothing left, you know, I was... Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I saw and I, I was so happy to be in the podium again, you know. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Stay tuned to Kaya FM for more.